Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Steve Pierce, I recall being on the radio when Steve Pierce was acquired by the Boston Red Sox, and uh, we were mocking Dave Dombrowski. Why? That's your big move? It was early in the year, and the uh, the Red Sox never addressed their bullpen. They didn't have to address their bullpen. They win the World Series in five games, and the biggest gut punch of all the gut punches possible, 
David Price, the Kershaw of the American League, is on the mound delivering zeros for a good stretch, and the Red Sox end up clinching the World Series at Dodger Stadium. That's two years in a row now that I have witnessed a team winning the World Series in the uh, Dodgers ballpark there as the Red Sox celebrate and party and party again. And Every couple years now the Red Sox win the World Series. They don't usually win back-to-back, but every couple years they get to the World Series. And when they get there now in this modern era, they win. But a vagabond named Steve Pierce, who had three home runs, had eight RBIs, is the MVP of – Who? Well, Steve Pierce is his name. Never heard of him. That's because you don't, you know, you don't like baseball. He's played for every team in the American League East, some multiple times, and he's near the end of his career. But he's uh, he's the hero for the Red Sox and David Price getting it done on the mound, and so the Dodgers bow out, as we said. And the better story is in the losing locker room. I don't know if you believe in omens. I don't know about omens and all that. You believe in uh, signs from the heavens. Uh, Maybe not. I've never been big into that, but I did witness a sign from the equine community prior to World Series Game 5 in a clear marketing gimmick, the Budweiser Clydesdales, the iconic, gigantic horses, the Clydesdales, were parading around the field at Dodger Stadium before Game 5 of the Fall Classic, these majestic animals. Looked perfect. They were groomed perfectly, and they are running around the infield dirt. They started on the outfield. They made a loop around the dirt at Dodger Stadium, and the Clydesdales looking great, and they were doing their thing, and they were going for it. And right in front of the Los Angeles Dodgers dugout, the Clydesdales decided when it's time, it's time, and they took a gigantic dump right there. El Pooparoo, right, right in front of the Dodger dugout, which is appropriate. Now, Budweiser knew that this was going to happen because the, the guys had, uh, the Clydesdale team had a cart behind the Clydesdales. Imagine this is your gig. They were the bucket brigade. They had guys, two guys in a golf cart following the Clydesdales with buckets and shovels to clean up the horse poop that the Clydesdales left right in front of the the Dodger dugout. And that was about the highlight. That was about the highlight of Game 5 of the World Series. All right, so the better story is in the losing locker room. So the question is, why did the World Series only last five games? This was supposed to be a seven-game series. It was supposed to go seven. Not supposed to end at five games. It's ridiculous that the series ends at five games. It should have gone back to Boston for a game on Tuesday and then a game seven, Halloween night. That's how it's supposed to end, but instead it ends in five. Well, why is that? Well, my thoughts, you've got vomit, bedrock, and the convoy. Vomit, bedrock, and the convoy. Now, first of all, this World Series for the Dodgers, forget about game five, right? It, it, much, much like last year, you can look back at a game prior to game seven. Well, in this particular World Series, the fate – of the entire series turned on game number four. That was the turning point. The Dodgers had won game three in 18 innings, a game that lasted 7,000 hours of baseball. It ended after midnight on the West Coast, and the Dodgers won the game. And every two-bit hack, 
sports writer, and every two-bit hack radio blowhard all said there's no way the Dodgers can lose game four because they have, wait for it, all the momentum, all the momentum. Screw you and your momentum. Doesn't exist. As I have it doesn't exist. The whole argument of momentum is dumb people saying stupid things when you talk about momentum. For example, if there was such a thing as momentum, the Dodgers would have never won the game on Friday night because the Red Sox had won the first two games. So then they won, and then they come back, and everyone's just giving them the victory, the Dodgers, in game four because they had momentum. They were up 4 nothing, But that was the one. The Dodgers had the Red Sox on the ropes. They had them on the ropes, and they said, you know what? We don't want you to be on the ropes. We would like you to kick our ass, punch us right in the mouth. And that's exactly what the Red Sox did. 4 nothing Dodgers with Rich Hill on the mound in the seventh inning of game number four. A chance to tie the series up 2-2. Two, two. Two, two. You're guaranteed a trip back to Boston for game six. Worst case scenario with dog food Kershaw on the mound in game five. And what do they need? They need nine more outs. Rich Hill was on the mound. He got one. So then they needed to get through the seventh, get those last two outs in the seventh. And get through the eighth and the ninth. So they needed to get eight outs, and the World Series is tied 2-2. And then Dave Roberts decides, you know what? Rich Hill's pitched a wonderful game. But I, I it's a masterpiece, but I want him to end the masterpiece right now. I want to take him out because I love my bullpen so much. I love my relief pitchers. And that led Dave Roberts then orchestrated what's now known and forever will be known in the history of Dodger baseball as the parade of vomit from the bullpen. It was one after another. Systematic incompetence for the relief pitchers. Every single move Dave Roberts made, self-destructive. It's kind of like John Elway picking quarterbacks in the draft for the Broncos. Every single thing Roberts touched turned to you-know-what. It was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. We talk about the opposite of the Midas touch, right? We've, we've talked about this and the Saddam touch. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much Dave Roberts. Every single bleeping move that he ended up making was a disaster, an absolute disaster, the parade of vomit. And he was like a helicopter parent. Like the first sign of trouble, he ran out. I got to change pitches. I got to change. I got to make it. I'm told to do this. That would not have been a problem if the relief pitchers were good. If the relief pitchers are good, that's not a problem. That turned out to be a problem because they sucked. They were terrible. They were fed to the Lions, or in this case, fed to the Red Sox. And Ryan Madsen is the poster boy for incompetence. He should be banned from all Major League Baseball clubhouses. He should be blackballed, out of baseball, never to pitch again, hand-delivering seven inherited runners to score. A new World Series record for Ryan, I suck out loud, Matson. I don't care that he used to be good. That's part of the Dodgers' MO. They got Chase Hutley when he sucked. He couldn't play anymore. They got him. They got Ryan Matson when he sucked. Couldn't pitch anymore. They get these guys when they're done. Self-destructed. It was disgusting is what it was. And, and then, see, the thing about this that is also, we should point this out. And I, you kind of know this. Dave Roberts not trusting his starters, or even demanding that they give him more. See, that's the flaw in all this. It's the effing World Series. 
and the Dodger coaching staff was babying starting pitchers like it was May or June. What exactly? Explain to me this, Dave Roberts. What exactly were you doing with the quick hook taking these guys out? Are you saving the pitching staff for to, to win the Cactus League in 2019, to work your th- way through Arizona so you beat all the teams in the, in the Cactus League? Is that your goal? Show some guts. How about you demand as an organization players go deeper in games? This is a microcosm of the problem. You look at the bullpen, and every one of them should be exiled. Every one of them. Scott Alexander, gone. Someone named Dylan Floral. I don't even know who that is. Get rid of that guy. Kenley Jansen, we love you, buddy. See you later. Ryan Madsen, we already took care of you. Pedro Baez, you also. Those guys, Alexander, Floro, Jansen, Madsen, and Baez, had a collective World Series ERA of 6.35. That's not good. I think you kind of knew that. And that does not even include the seven inherited runs that Ryan Madsen barfed up on the mound. So think about that. Factor that in. Now, secondly, uh, you, you know, better story in the losing locker room. The Dodgers got brilliant pitching in a couple of games from Rich Hill and Walker Bueller, right? Wonderful pitching in both those games. And other than that, there wasn't much of anything that was magical and great. The meat and potatoes of the Dodger offense provided very average returns. They needed the core, especially Justin Turner and Manny Machado, to carry the load. Those guys were unable to rise up, carry the water, for the Dodger offense. And a, a great example of that, Justin Turner with a runner on third in this game to tie it up, the game five, elimination game for the Dodgers, a chance to tie it up. All you need to do, fundamental baseball. What does he do? He doesn't get the run home. Right? Doesn't get it. He hit 333. It's misleading. It, Justin Turner had no home runs and no RBIs in the World Series. But he hit 333. You know, didn't hit a home run, didn't drive in any runs. Manny Machado, who got off that good start, didn't have three RBIs in the opener of the World Series. He had no RBIs the other four games, batted 182. It was disheartening. But those guys look good in comparison to the rest of the stiffs the Dodgers sent out there. Chris Taylor hit a buck 36. Kike Hernandez blaming the fans in the NLCS. That stiff hit a meaningless home run in game four when the game was already decided and batted 133 in the World Series. 133. Jock Peterson, right? He was the guy wearing mittens at Fenway Park. That's my memory of Jock Peterson wearing mittens in the dugout because you know, it was 40 degrees at night in Boston. He batted 083. I'm not done. Cody Bellinger. Good old Cody Bellinger. One for 16. That's 063, which I think is a highway in Missouri. 063 for Cody Bellinger. Last year in the World Series, Bellinger hit 1. 43. So that means now in back-to-back World Series, Cody Bellinger, one of the young stars of baseball, let's just say he's not ready for the big stage. He's batted 114 in the last two World Series combined. 114. How about Austin Barnes? I can keep going. Austin Barnes, 0 for 11 in the World Series. He was 4 for 23 last year. That's a combined 118 batting average in the two World Series. But it wasn't just that. The Dodger hitters, and this is the difference between the Red Sox and the Dodgers to, to a big degree here. The Dodger hitters showed a maddening lack of the very bedrock of baseball. Hitting behind runners, driving in runs from third with less than two outs. The basics that generally, maybe I'm wrong on this, have always helped teams win the World Series. Dodger hitters got all the way to the fall classic playing this way. 
with a total disregard to all of that, and yet when it mattered most, they were exposed, right? It, they were absolutely exposed in this World Series. It was ridiculous. Now, last point here. The Red Sox, as advertised, right, as advertised, they came at the Dodgers in waves. There was a convoy of Red Sox hitters who delivered. Steve Pierce, the MVP, coming up big. But Mitch Moreland had a back-breaking hit for the Red Sox also in that comeback that really ended the World Series in Game 4 of the World Series. And Mookie Betts wasn't all that good. J.D. Martinez, I thought, was okay. He wasn't over-the-top great. They didn't have to be. It was a convoy of Red Sox hitters who rose up against a beleaguered, pathetic, disgraceful Dodger bullpen most. And what the Sox did in the 7th, 8th, and the ninth inning of that Game 4, forget Game 5, Game 4 of the World Series, is in the top five most emasculating things I've ever witnessed in sports. And I'm not talking in hyperbole. I watched it. I can't believe what I was seeing. Every single one came in and said, hey, hold my beer. Let me do this here. I, I, it, was, it was ridiculous. If they tried to be that bad, I don't believe they could have been that bad. If they had said, let me just throw the pitch right down the middle and allow the Red Sox to hit the baseball, I don't believe the outcome would have been as bad as it was. Uh, Dave Roberts. Is he out as Dodger manager? Will he keep his job? More on that later. Inquiring minds want to know. But here's Dave Roberts. Uh, looking back one more time at what the hell happened in that game four. Forget game five. It's all about game four. Uh, momentum shifts, but up four nothing. Momentum. Top of the seventh, game four. Do you Are you going to look back on that pivotal moment and say that's kind of where the series um, shifted for the final time? You know what? Uh, there's. I think that we can always go back and, and look at certain moments, and, and that's what people do. That's what we all do. Um, but ultimately, that was a very good ball club over there. And, and a lot of times, you make your own breaks, and you still got to go out there and perform. And um, to their credit, when we gave them opportunities, they got big hits, and we didn't. That's just that's baseball. And. <laughs> When you play a seven-game series, there are certainly are moments that could go either way. Uh, but ultimately, and it's tough to say, but the better team won. Oh, stop. All right, listen. I, I, I'd fire him for that. I'd, I'd let him go for that. I know you're trying to divert here. Why don't you say, listen, I screwed up. I was told this is how I have to manage. This is a failure for analytics. It's a – I know he's trying to divert, right? That's what he's got to do. He's got to divert and all that stuff. But, my God, the better team won. Okay, yeah, that's fine. How about you give away a four-run lead? How many teams in World Series history have blown four-run leads in the seventh inning? Well, what was the Dodgers lead in game five? And Was it game five in Houston, right? They had the big lead. Was it four runs or three runs? I forget. I think it might have been three runs in, in Houston uh, last year. So the Dodgers, what they've done here is they have mastered how to blow big leads in the World Series. Is what they've done. They're like, all right, we'll build a three or four run lead, and then we will absolutely go out and we will unload that lead. We will discard that lead. I'm not in the mood to give out a pardon. I'm not. I, uh, there's no amnesty for me. If you want to give a show amnesty and all that, you more power to you. But heads should roll.
All right, Spam Maller Show on Fox. We'll press on here. We'll take your phone calls. Actually, I don't know. Do we need to take calls? I mean, I have a lot of content. There's a full NFL Probably Sunday. Probably not, right, Roberto? Yeah, no, yeah we're, we're good. good. We're good, right? No calls today. There's no need to. Hey, Coop, you don't want to take calls, right? There's no need to. Nobody wants to call I mean, in. like, I kind of want to. No, you don't. There's no, no one has anything to say to me. Okay? <laughs> There's nothing to say. Yeah, my, There's no, my Twitter notifications say yeah. otherwise. <laughs> no, 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 no. And those are people, the Twitter tough guys. No one's going to actually call. No one wants to talk to me. Uh, how about this? Uh, if, if you know the number, you can call up. How about that? That's a good one. Yeah. I don't need to give out the number. If you don't know the number, then don't call. How about that? All right? Yeah, we're good. And we're doing it solo here. Uh, Eddie's still in uh, Croatia or England or I don't know. He ta- Eddie's like Howard Stern. He takes a month off. I mean, who does that in radio? Eddie Garcia does. I'm like, God, good for him. How about that? Eddie's so confident in his job security. I'm so <laughs> paranoid. I take two days off. I'm freaking out. I'm losing my job. Eddie takes a month off and goes to Europe during the World Series. I had somebody come up to me at the World Series. Said, How could Eddie take off during the World Series? I said, it's Eddie. He takes off. He doesn't care. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And third degree time, Kubaloo. Now, the Wizards have gotten off to a, a very poor start this season, only winning one game so far. I loved it last night. They were great. Yeah, they're toiling around the bottom of the Eastern Conference, Ben. Now, Scott Brooks thinks that he's narrowed down the problem to transition defense. Ben, the Wizards have been a perennial playoff team uh, lately, but do you think they'll turn it around this year? At some point, they will have an epiphany. I am not going to bet against the Wizards. It's early season NBA. A couple of things. A, we know the season doesn't start until Christmas. We know these are all exhibition games. At some point... They will actually show some effort on defense. The Wizards have shown no ambition at all. We're not even 10 games, though, into the regular season. They're cruising for a bruising right now. They'll figure it out. And I'm not saying Dwight Howard, number two, is the savior that he's going to come back. But John Wall, Bradley Beal, and the rest of that roster are good enough to be a playoff team. But until they figure it out, they're digging themselves a very big hole behind the Raptors, Celtics, and even at some point the Sixers. All right, next. Now, unsurprisingly, there are reports that uh, interest in Manny Machado is dwindling thanks to his perceived lack of effort in the playoffs. Now, the question is, Ben, would you want him back on the team? No, on the Dodgers, that is. On the Dodgers? No, I I'm let him go somewhere else. I'm good with Machado. I brought him in. I was excited when he came to the Dodgers. He did nothing of note. Uh, see you later, get out of here, you don't want to be on the West Coast, it's an inconvenience for the time zone and all that. Someone's going to give them $240 million, it won't be the Dodgers, they've got Corey Seager, good for them. I, he's going to get a Robbie Cano-like contract from somebody, he'll play anywhere for that kind of contract. All right, next. Now the latest with Des Bryant is that there's some interest from the Texans. Ben, this has got to be like the sixth or seventh team that we've heard reports of interest in Des Bryant. Yeah. When do you think he actually joins the team? Uh, never at this point. I've given up hope. This is the Dez who cried wolf. I've heard enough of this. Every week it's a new team. I don't buy it. He should have signed eight weeks ago. It's ridiculous. And first of all, Dez Bryant, it's exhausting his search for a new team. What are we doing here? All right. Did he kill someone? Did he murder? I mean, did he rape someone? He's done none of that. Like, what's the. He's a, he's a douche. Okay, I get it. He catches footballs. Why is he not in the NFL? It's ridiculous. I, I'm convinced he's never going to sign with anybody because he hasn't signed already. All right. How do we do, Coop? Quickly. Ben, you pass this. That's the winner. I won the game at the buzzer. At the buzzer. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Teams with aspirations of getting to the Super Bowl and winning the championship, but you have to get through the NFC. The Rams are the class of the NFC. We'll get to their game with the Packers in a moment. But the Sunday night game, which featured the Nolan Saints, another tough road game for New Orleans after playing Baltimore last week, at least the Ravens prior to that game thought of as a tough opponent. The Saints continuing their road show against the Minnesota Vikings. And did New Orleans fall down? Well, if you look at the stat sheet, you think, man, they, they must not have won that game. The Vikings had 10 more first downs. The Vikings dominated the yardage total at 423 yards, Minnesota did. The Saints had didn't even have 300 yards of total net offense. In this game, the Vikings ran 14 more plays. They averaged over a yard more per play on the average gain than the New Orleans Saints, and the Saints won by 10 points, 30-20. to So how did this happen? This is the curse of Cousins. How many times did the Washington Redskins, with Kirk Cousins, win the stat sheet but not win the game? The great equalizer, and anyone that's a gambler knows this, the great equalizer is what? The great equalizer is the turnover. You you throw the interception, you fumble Ruski the football away, and that is how you win. You lose games if you're the team doing it, and how you win games if you're the beneficiary of those mistakes. And a wonderful example of that in the Saints-Vikings game. If you saw it, you know what I'm talking about there. But the New Orleans Saints getting the win – and they improve on their mark there. You look at the Saints, and they're they're in the middle of a butcher's road. They are you talk about going to the slaughterhouse as far as the schedule is concerned for New Orleans. But now they've got two wins under their belt back to back with the Ravens and the Vikings. And they did have their bye week, but the the Saints had their bye week back in week six, so they don't have that to look forward to. They got two wins off the bye. And New Orleans now 6-1, 4-0 on the road. Their loss was in week one against Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tampa Bay. The Saints will lose this coming week. The Saints play the the, uh, the Rams in the Dome in New Orleans, and that will be a loss for the Saints. But they did get the win and, and win a game on the road where Drew Brees had – you know how many yards passing Drew Brees had in this game? 120 yards passing, and the Saints win by 10 on the road. Now, the other game, the Rams, because you can ram it all day and you can ram it all night. I heard how great the Packers were, how wonderful the Packers were. They were they were sandbagging early in the year. They were going to beat the Rams. Yeah. Uh, no chance. Uh, Rams win 29-27. to Now, some, some Green Bay fans were trying to tell me that this is a bad loss. For the Rams, because they only won by two points, and the Packers woulda, coulda, shoulda won the game. It wasn't for that boneheaded kickoff return, and that the Rams are lucky, uh, and, and and blah 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 blah. All right, so let's let's talk about this. The question: Should the Rams feel discouraged that they beat the Packers by only two points? No, of course not. Of course not. This is ridiculous here. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Number one, the final score is misleading. Todd Gurley could have scored a touchdown with seconds left. He should 
have scored a touchdown with seconds left because that would have caused me to at least get a push on that bet. And if you're a gambler and you know the point spread, it would have gone to nine points with the extra point. Because Gurley decided not to score the touchdown, uh, that caused the Packer gamblers, the people that bet on Green Bay, to win the bet. I was on the Rams side with the point spread. Bad job by Todd Gurley. Instead of a push, that turns out to be a win if you took the underdog in this game. And Gurley led off. There was a lot of money involved in that. And this is the kind of thing going forward with sports betting being legal. You look at this, you're like, hey, what the hell? The Rams were shorthanded in this game without their talented Cooper Cup. He did not play. So it's an encouraging win. They did not play their best, the Rams. And for the Packers, this was a Super Bowl-like game on the schedule. You you circled this game, Green Bay. It's like this is going to be the acid test to find out where the Packers are. The Packers are a bad football team. Bad teams find ways to lose games. The Green Bay Packers are 3-3-1 after this game. That's their record. And Jared Goff, I heard, oh, Jared Goff doesn't look good. People were making jokes about Jared Goff. Well, Jared Goff, at least statistically, outplayed Aaron Rodgers. Jared Goff was the better quarterback. He had three touchdown passes in the game, uh, had 111 yards, 295 yards passing. It was close as far as the yardage concerned, uh, yardage total rather concerned, but Jared Goff put up better numbers than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, who was like a cheerleader on the sidelines, he was going crazy, he was so excited. But uh, the Rams are now 8-0, and I don't know where they're going to lose. I don't know where their loss is. Everyone keeps saying they're going to lose this game, they're going to lose that game, and they keep winning. So at some point you would assume, based on the fact that there's only been a couple of teams that have run the table in the regular season, the Rams will lose a game. It's inevitable, but who's going to beat them? I don't. They're going to have to beat themselves, the Rams. No one's good enough to beat them, at least what I've seen in the NFL. As far as the Packers, number two, the Packers are pathetic. All right, they are pathetic. They ought to bow down to the Rams is what they ought to do, okay, the Green Bay Packers. Now, I know they've got their fall guy, they got a little fall guy there. Blame it all on Ty Montgomery. Blame it all on Ty Montgomery. It's all his fault, right? What are you doing? You can't take the ball out. Two minutes left, the Packers down by two, and every Green Bay Packer fan thought, what an idiot. I thought it was brilliant. Good coaching by Ron Zook. Solid job, the old Florida Gator punching bag. We used to goof on him when he was the coach. Uh, he placed Urban Meyer at Florida many, many years ago. But so uh, th- he takes the ball out at the tw- if you didn't see the game at the twenty yard line, right around the twenty yard line, the Rams special team unit, the coverage unit collides. They hit Ty Montgomery and pulled the, the his head down, pulled the ball out. He was trying to get extra yards, trying to put his head down, and the Rams ended up recovering the fumble. And Aaron Rodgers had the kind of body language on the sideline that reminded you of Jay Cutler, vintage Jay Cutler from back in the day. Let's hear from Mike McCarthy. It was a, a like a ninth home game for the Green Bay Packers, and surely Green Bay should have won the game with all those cheeseheads in the crowd. How could they lose this game, Mike McCarthy? I mean, it was a great atmosphere. I can't say enough about the Packer fans here today. I mean, it was outstanding. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it. Obviously, I haven't been to a game here in decades, but uh, it's it was a you know, great atmosphere. Yeah. So all that talk about home field advantage and all that, 
it really shows you fans mean nothing. The Rams don't have a fan advantage, and they win. They're 8-0, and and they go, and there's a hostile environment, even in their home stadium, and they haven't lost. So when you buy a ticket to a game, I hope you enjoy it. Have a good time when you go to a game. But the lesson of the Los Angeles Rams is you mean nothing to the outcome of the game. The players are what decides the game. You can cheer and, and, and put your cheese head on and wear your, your greatest Packer jersey. Doesn't matter. Right? That was Lambeau West at the Coliseum in L.A., and the Packers lost. They lost the game. All right, here's more from Mike McCarthy. Now the turning point of the game, Ty Montgomery. We mentioned this. I thought it was great. Good job by him trying to get that extra yardage. Here is Mike McCarthy on the play of the day. That's what those games come down to. There's, you know, their decisions, you know, and then Ty ties in that decision situation and, and and I'm sure Ty was trying to trying to make a play. You know, I don't know exactly how deep he was if it was close. Uh, but I think I think we all realize that with the management of the clock and you know where we wanted to be there, you know we wanted to be north of uh, two minutes with the one timeout. Uh, we want to put the ball in Aaron's hands, but you know you also you, know, you trust your players. Tough decisions, close decisions, and and like I said, I think Ty was just trying to he was trying to make a play. Yeah, good coaching. Yeah, don't bury him. No, no, you can't publicly bury him. Sound like Dave Roberts. Sound like Dave Roberts not wanting to bury his bullpen after the World Series which cost the Dodgers the World Series, the incompetence of the Dodger bullpen. But anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, and, and I, I want to point out again, though, this idea of the, the, these myopic Green Bay fans who th- seem to think that Aaron Rodgers was going to lead the, the Packers down the field and get a field goal to win the game for Green Bay. Uh, you've clearly never heard of this guy named Wade Phillips, the defensive coordinator of the Rams, who would have stopped Aaron Rodgers in his tracks and so it's great for Aaron Rodgers because he would have failed, and we would have instead, instead of uh, talking about Ty Montgomery, we would have been talking about Aaron Rodgers blowing the game for Green Bay. But he has deniability because he never got the opportunity to do it. And it's the same old story, right? It's never Aaron Rodgers' fault when the Packers uh, lose games. It's always the offensive line, or in this case, Ty Montgomery, or it's the defense's fault. And then when the Packers win, it's never any of those people that get credit. It is always Aaron Rodgers. It's all Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback in the world. He's so good, Aaron Rodgers. He's so wonderful. Isn't he great? This game was all Green Bay early. They had a 10-0 lead in the second quarter. They were up 10 points early in the game. And then after that, the Rams, uh, they, they flipped the script. They went up by 10 early in the third quarter. But in the end, the Rams win their 8-0, and I don't know who the hell is going to beat them. I guess that's the last point here. The Packers also are going to lose to the Patriots next week, and they'll be 3-4-1 and one after a trip to Foxborough. But who's going to beat the Rams? The Rams play the Saints next week. That'll be a win. Rams are better on the road than they are at home. Saints coming off back-to-back tight games, uh, close uh, games. Of course, the, this one not as close, the game with the the Vikings, but the game against the Ravens, they'll lose that game at home, the Saints will, to the Rams. Then the Rams play a home game with Seattle. That'll be a win. Uh, and then a date in Mexico City with the Chiefs. That could be a loss. So is that the first loss against the Chiefs in Mexico City? That could be. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll take your calls, 877-99 on Fox. 
is the number if you'd like to be part. Let's go to the phones right now, and we'll say hello to the snorer who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, snorer. He's not snoring, Coop. Well, he was snoring when I last picked up the phone. Really? I mean, if I go to a guy named Snorer and he's not snoring, it's disappointing. Is he there? We got to get off the air. What a drama queen. He does not snore on command. Well, ben, that gives me time to ask you. Did you hear the uh, what? The verbal uh, slip-up by uh, Moose Johnson on uh, on Fox earlier today? Uh, no. Which did you here. have that? Yeah, yeah. Take All a right. listen. Uh-uh. Here we go. Make sure I can hear it here. Go ahead. Which do you think has the best opportunity for sex if su- success? If you, <laughs> which... <laughs> well, I think all the players have a good opportunity for sex, personally, because they're <laughs> NFL players. I think generally most women find them attractive because they're NFL players. Play that again. I want to hear that. This is Moose. This is, this is the kind of commentary we need more of on television. Which do you think has the best opportunity for sex if su- success? If you, which do you think has the best opportunity for sex if? <laughs> I'm gonna go with all of the above. All is that an option? All of the above is that? <laughs> oh, that's good. It's like when the the TV anchors, whenever anybody says there's a slip uh, disc. Right, that always that oh, yeah. always turns into uh, the, yeah a different different answer, hundred percent. Or there's chance of Joe Buck sucks at the at the Dodger game. Were there? I didn't hear any of that. I, I must have. I heard that. Really? You know, Dodgers lost, but I enjoyed the last three games because I switched over to Fox Deportes. Oh, you were watching Fox? <laughs> yeah, I got rid of it. That was a lot better, man. It was a much more enjoyable. I gotta admit that. That's taken your disdain, your disdain of Joe Buck. I had to change my level. plan, man. I'm like, I, I got to add Fox support. Okay. I couldn't handle no more Joe Buck. I understand. Let's go to Mitchell. Uh, hold on. Let me punch you. Uh, Mitchell in Ohio. Hello, Mitchell. Hey, what's up, Ben? Hi, Mitchell. Everything's rosy. Hey, Everything's I, wonderful. Yeah, I just want to tell you, you know, there's a silver lining in all this that you're missing. and uh, it's, uh, It took them a year and 18 innings, but they finally won that fourth World Series game. Sorry, I had to say that. What you know at this hey, point? How, how are your Cavs doing, by the way, Mitchell? How's that going? You gonna go to any Cavs games? You gonna support your team there, your squad? Huh? You gonna have a good time there? Yeah. Wrong fan that I am the Cavs. But hey. Uh, oh yeah, you, you called about you called about the Cavs all the time. Now you don't want to talk about the Cavs. Band <laughs> Wagner. Band Wagner. As you know, they keep this up, Ben, you could change their name to the Buffalo Bills. But then again, I mean, you know, you should yeah. keep it as the Dodgers. That's a perfect name. Listen, if the, Do- if the Dodgers want to get to the World Series every year, I'm okay with that. If they want to lose in the World Series, that's fine. Because eventually the law of averages, they'll they win a World win, Series. Right? <laughs> I mean, you think about it, the Atlanta Braves made the made the playoffs every year in the 90s, it seemed. They were in the World Series seemingly every year. They Even they won a World Series, right? They won a World So the recipe is to keep going to the World Series, and eventually you're going to win the World Series. Atlanta did it, right? They're gonna, it, it, there is precedence for this. All right. And I don't see anybody in the National League that's going to beat the Dodgers. The Dodgers will do some fine-tuning. They'll uh, got to be more than fine-tuning, Ben. Well, they need a new catcher, a new second baseman, a new closer, a new starting pitcher. But other than that, you're good. And they got to spend a lot of money. You would think. I mean, listen. Th- this is – it's untenable. If, if they're not going to fire Dave Roberts, they have to do something. Yeah, I mean, the, the – the word is untenable to bring this core back and think without some 
systematic changes here. It's it's unworkable to think they're going to win uh, the the World Series. Now, I, I would bring in an entire new bullpen. Uh, I would. I mean, that is just an oh. I, I wish I could say what I would like to say about <laughs> the bullpen, but I'm blocked by the Federal Communications Commission, even though we are in the safe harbor, and I am the captain <laughs> of the safe harbor, but I'm not allowed to do that. But there, there should have been the, – the, I felt bad for the fans that were sitting. You know, like in Chernobyl, there's an exclusion zone, like an 18-mile zone around yeah. Chernobyl. There should have been that around the Dodger bullpen where no one could get within 18 miles of the bullpen – because of you know they didn't want that that paranormal activity from the bullpen, <laughs> uh, the nuclear waste that was in the bullpen. All right, so the, the Ben Maller show. Funny thing about yes, I'll tell you, I was watching yeah. Fox Sports. They show they showed Pat Sajak right, and they're like, oh, this is the guy from uh, The Price Is Right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the Price Is Right. They said, no, yeah, they said The Price Is Right. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, they were close. Funny. You know, <laughs> you know, he's only been doing the same show for a million <laughs> years. Yeah. Understand. Well, there you go. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, you. And away we go. It's the Insta Advice Line. Unscreened radio. The safety net comes off. Be careful, though. There are hungry crocodiles down below. Who needs our advice? Well, there's so many ways we can go. We can give advice to Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. They lose to the Saints in the Sunday night game. Ty Montgomery certainly needs advice on when to return a kickoff and when not to return a kickoff. But this one is obvious. This is low-hanging fruit. The Dodgers have now lost back-to-back World Series in embarrassing fashion. The highlight of this World Series, blowing a 4-0 lead on their home field in the seventh inning of game number four, which would have guaranteed a game on Tuesday, uh, even if they had lost the, 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 the next game on Sunday night. But anyway, your advice to the Los Angeles Dodgers Back-to-back World Series losses. They won the National League pennant only to succumb to the team. At least this year they got outscored by the Red Sox, unlike last year when they did not even get outscored by those uh, Astros, which are really a nuisance. But your advice to the Dodgers, 877-99 on Fox, the number you can get on the air right now. Let's go to line two. Hello, your advice, please, line two. We're giving advice to the Dodgers. Thank you for that, line two. Let's go to line three. Hello, line three. You are live on the air, line three. It's the Insta Advice line. In the air everywhere is a book that is going to be written. Yes, we need to write that. I need a, I need a publisher to send me a big advance. Line- hey, that's the guy we haven't heard from in like a year. Yeah, where's he been? I just hung up on him. Line four. Hello, line four. Don't flush the commode while on air, weed man, hippie. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Good advice. Line one, you're on the air, line one. Advice to the Dodgers. All right, thank you for that. We're to line two. Blow him up. Line two, you're on the air. Hello. They need to hire Ben Maller for coach, GM, and player. That's right. Big Ben Maller. No need to say that. Thank you. I give out all this advice for free. They don't listen to me. Line three. Hello, line three. In the great dusty face. 
Lion for you. Take no, that in your pooper and pop it. <laughs> yeah. No, Dusty Baker will not manage the Dodgers. Hello, Lion for He's not a supercomputer guy. Hello, Lion for Oh, uh, yes, Ben. I would look the Los Angeles Dodgers square in the eye and say, You hang up on yourself, Ben Miller. You hang up on yourself, Ben Miller. Didn't see that one coming. Hey, Cowboy John Brad in Windsor, Ontario. Your advice, please, to the Dodgers. Okay, congratulations, Red Sox. Uh, Wilfredo Gomez is 62, Andy Dalton 31, and the uh, Dodgers need... I think they'll be okay in that department. Hello, Line 5. I saw the uh, wives and girlfriends section. Hello, Line 5. Roberto, know your role and shut your mouth. Wow. uh, How dare you? Who was that? I don't know. I think it was Mr. Wonderful, though. I think it's Mr. Wonderful. Line one, hello. Roberto, you like having your back rubbed? All right. (laughs) You got to want to rub your back, Roberto. (laughs) End that early. Line two, hello. You're on the air, line two. My sleep number bed is at LeBron James. There's a tribute to you. Line uh, three. Yeah, you are your next line three. Advice to the Dodgers. Instant advice line. Hello. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Line four. Hello. Yeah. How about we lower the prices on food and beer at Dodger Stadium? Ignore. What did you want me to do? Lower the prices oh, lower of the food price. and beer at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. yeah. Good, good. Good luck on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a noble hill to die on. I think that'll happen, yes. Uh, I, although Atlanta did that. The Falcons did that. So it's possible. They sold a lot more stuff. Line five, hello. Pick into the chopping block. Oh, goes his head. All right, one more, Coop. I don't know what that was. Pick it, hurry up, Coop. Last call. Line two. Line two, last call. The instant advice line for the Dodgers. Hello, line two. Where is Peyton Manning is the best ever man? Peyton Manning's the best ever! Save that. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 